Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going great. We got warmer weather happening, and people seem to be enjoying that weather, which is, you know, nice. <laughs> Hopefully safely. <laughs> but just like getting outdoors and getting their walk on, and it's just a nice thing to see people out and about. Oh, it's my favorite. All the mm-hmm. all the people watching again. Yes. Summer so season nice. is here. Absolutely. What's your update, Bron? Well, I uh, am finally getting back into my workout routine after a very lengthy struggle fest with not really vibing with home workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first time in months, I actually feel strong and it feels so good. That's so awesome. I love it. And so as my workout, I surprisingly, I never, ever, ever in my life thought I would be like into jogging. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out it's exactly what I needed during this quarantine. And so I've been working on my endurance and I'm getting back up into the mix of it. Um, I do obviously still miss the gym and look forward to the day where it's safe for me to return and, and do my normal routine situation there. Uh, but until then, it's actually really nice to like either in the morning or uh, the the late like after work, um, just to be like, okay, this is my stopping time and getting out and going for a run. And I've now gotten to the point where I don't have to like take walk breaks and I can just like sustain through the whole the whole run. So clearly, I am getting stronger. <laughs> you are getting stronger, and your heart probably is like pumping more efficiently and your lungs are allowing more air and it's all of those amazing things that happen when you get used to it and I'm just so excited for you have you experienced the um notorious runner's high at this point oh uh, every any kind of workout I always feel amazing afterward sometimes it's hard to get motivated but I I always am like you know what you feel great afterward I just like to sweat makes my body feel good I feel like I'm in this mindset of like, I'm very much always thinking about what my future self will thank me for and a workout like definitely lands on the list of things my future self will thank me for. Because you're right, as soon as it's over, you feel really good. And you're like, well, that wasn't that much time. And I feel good. And I feel strong and all those things either power you through your day if it's like a morning afternoon Mm -hmm. or give you a good release after a long day. So I'm glad that you have found that strength and you're feeling good and running is back on your radar. It's back on the list and I'm into it. We'll see how, good how it goes as the summer heat really kicks in. But until <laughs> you then, might be a 5 a.m. runner before you know it. <laughs> we'll see. Beat the heat. Not right now. Not these days. <laughs> uh, what's your update? I have been doing a lot of looking, so as a follow-up to everything that's been going on, all the conversations we've been having around Black Lives Matter, um, that movement, and what we can continue to do to be part of the conversation, be anti-racist, and just think about systems in place in addition to what we're doing like in our personal lives, but how we can look at the systems that exist right now. So I've been doing a lot of looking at like who's in leadership positions at brands that I buy from and brands that I follow and also who's on those boards. Um, And it's just, 
you know, it's coming face to face with something that we know that there is not a lot of diversity um, in these positions. And I'm just thinking about how as an individual and how we can share resources and really do more work to encourage these brands that are huge and like mega mega that they can start to think about, okay, what does like succession planning look like to diversify Mm -hmm. your leadership positions? What does reaching out to different organizations look like to diversify your board? How are we voting with our dollars to make sure that we are contributing to systems that are equitable and also diverse and thriving and really lifting up all of their employees, like definitely black employees, definitely people of color, but really making sure their environment is one that people feel welcome and feel like they can be themselves. So I've been doing like more personal work to like deep dive into my own buying habits while also seeing, okay, from because now that I work in an HR environment, what can I do in my work life as well as my personal life to help contribute in a positive way to the system um, or take down the system that's in place and, and help create a new one. So that's what I'm working on. I and think that's uh, great. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's thinking about what do we care about? And I care about social media. (laughs) So if I'm going to spend a lot of time there, really looking at everything that I do in that space while also thinking about HR and what I love about HR and how does that contribute to the world we live in. Um, And I'm starting there. So I'm excited about the future. Um, And I think this is like, for me, the most sustainable way that I can do that work Mm -hmm. and then encourage others in positions similar to me to do that work as well. Yeah, I think uh, I appreciate the like transparency that a lot of uh, either companies or people have been at least like acknowledging to say like, hey, pay attention to this and and here here's like percentage numbers and like what we're doing to increase this and to some like growth percentage associated with that and and the action that follows I think is really important and like knowing that we have the ability to say like I'm gonna shop here and not here for these reasons I think mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's a small, small step that we can take. Yeah, absolutely. There was a whole campaign that was like pull up or shut up that started mm-hmm. encouraging brands to share that information. And it was super eye opening. Um, and some of the brands were both more diverse than I thought that they were, and also way more white than I thought that they were going to be. Um, and then to see like an action plan and an accountability factor there. So I'll be really interested to see what the future holds for those brands that did put out that like that whole thing that said, this is what we're doing to stay accountable. Please, we will share more in six months to show what we've done. Um, and this is how we're staying on top of it. So I'm excited to hold those people accountable and see how we can be part of that conversation. Love it. Yas. Yas, yas, yas. Um, All right, Bron, give it to me straight. What are we talking about today? As we head into summertime, uh, we're sharing our favorite shows to stream and what we're watching these days because the list just keeps growing. Uh, It does. We don't stop watching TV and there's new things that we've got on our plate and we always love to, I think this is one of those things that we love to keep on our our list of recurring episodes, especially lately. And so I wanted to talk through some of our latest recommendations and what we think you should... uh, hop on add to your list ASAP absolutely I'm excited for this because we have both the new shows and the rewatch shows Mm -hmm. and I just I love 
both <laughs> and I can't get enough of either. Um, and so I'm excited to dive into what you're watching and share what I'm watching because um, there's a lot of good TV out. We haven't run out yet, even in quarantine. <laughs> so no. surpri- surprisingly, there's still more for us to take in. Quite a bit of backlog, too. To oh, for through. sure. You know? For sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into it, Bron. What are you uh, starting with? So on my summer watch list, uh, usually it's like thinking about like seasonal beverages and like seasonal uh, TV shows and what I'm in the mood for. I feel like this is my summer watch list like is very reflective of the experience that I'm having this summer so far. Um, <laughs> but first on the list is American Housewife. And I actually hate that I love this show. <laughs> I'm so with you. I am so with you, and I'm so glad this is on your list. <laughs> so I'm stre- we stream it on um, on Hulu, and I it's one of those things that like because I watched the Goldbergs, it like came up in the queue after I like sped through that last season, um, and so it was one of those things that like kept popping up where they like keep watching, and I'm like, stop trying to get me to watch this show, <laughs> and one day, I don't know what it was, I was just like having one of those like veg days and, and didn't feel like turning it off, and I ended up watching like five episodes in a row. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this lady's kind of a bee, and I went to school in Connecticut. It's a little bit of like a satire on like Connecticut stereotypes and it's kind of funny in some capacity it's also a little bit offensive but I'm really <laughs> just here for Anna Cat, who is the yeah. their sassy seven-year-old daughter who well at the stage that I'm watching it she's seven years old <laughs> um I think there's about four seasons right now and it's I think it's being renewed for another season as well um good on ABC, but I uh, I fully am here for it and just keep watching it. And I truly, though, like Anna Cat is my favorite. She was um, the actress is Julia Butters, and she was in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I was like, oh. I love you. You also look super familiar. Where do I know you from? And then figured out that she was Anna Cat on uh, on American Housewife. But fully on board. She's like devious and sassy. She has OCD, so it's like. There's, like, a quirky element to her personality associated with, like, a little bit of neuroses that I I feel like we can all relate to a little bit. For sure. I am so glad that you love this show because I am also a big fan of this show. I... Love the main character. I don't know any of their actual, the actor's actual names, and I'm I'm sad that they don't come right to mind. But between, like, just her disposition and her relationship with her husband and how their family dynamic, like, flows together, it is in some ways totally unrelatable because in a lot of ways that's not how my family is. But in other times, the things that they say to each other and the way they interact with, like, the community around them is also very relatable at the same time time Mm -hmm. and it's just so funny like again the greatest shows in my mind are the ones that make mundane things hilarious and I feel like this show does that so so well um so I'm glad that you're loving it because I love it too so good (laughs) so good the guy the dad is the you know what I think of what's the first thing you think of with this dad because I think of Miss Congeniality 2 for him, which I know is not his most 
What? His, it's not his best role by any means, but like what comes right to mind is his role from Miss Congeniality 2, where he was like the person that traveled with Sandra Bullock and was like her like just sidekick in a way. Not the sidekick that she had in the movie, but her her like bag man, essentially. Like <laughs> and that's what I think of when I think of him, but I'm sure there's other stuff that he's been on that's way more relevant than that. Well, wasn't he the neighbor I can't remember what the show is called right now for whatever reason, but uh the theme song was Cleveland Rocks. No? No. Nope. From the nineties. Okay. I'm pretty sure he was his neighbor. In that. He was in that. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a quick, uh, quick IMDb search to we have <laughs> pull up his history so that we have very off off kilter references for this man. But he's funny and he's in so many things. Like this isn't his first. He's or he's really funny. Most significant role by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Greg. But the this Greg and the son in this show is also really funny because he's also like kind of like a 50 year old man. In like a 12 year old's body. (laughs) I love that they have like, they have a lot of really good, uh, like guest cast members too. Like that I've seen in other places. Um, they certainly do. Okay. I've got it. Oh, he's actually, he's been in quite a bit. That's what I was like. He's so familiar. I mean, he's in a lot of things. What's a significant role for him? He's done a lot of like voice work. Oh, that makes sense because he definitely has that specific voice. He's like um, the woman that plays the best friend in uh, The Wedding Planner. <laughs> She's in everything as the best friend. Oh, my God. Like yes. Ju- Judith something. Yeah. And she just shows up everywhere. And I'm like, hey, I like what you're putting out there. Just keep doing what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, apparently he was in the regular Miss... Nope, just kidding. Miss Congeniality. He was on the Drew Carey show. That's what I was thinking of. Figured it out. Cleveland rocks. I hear it now. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the other show that I'm watching, uh, speaking of shows from our youth, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is on HBO Max, and I'm so here for it. That's exciting. Um, it hasn't been available to stream in a really long time. And this was like my jam. I watched this uh, on Nick at Night all the time. And like, I think it streamed on like WGN and TBS. Like, yeah, anytime it was on, I was like, let's watch it. Um, and I've been wanting to rewatch ever since we went to Toronto and it was available on Netflix in Canada. And I was like, yes. And we watched like <laughs> six episodes and... Then I got home and realized that it was only available in Canada and not the United States. And so... That is very sad. It was devastating. Canada wins again. (laughs) So it's on HBO Max, which is like the new offering for HBO. I still don't fully understand it. I guess it's like there's added elements, whatever. I don't understand any of the differences. (laughs) And so I'm... So you've been watching that. Amped. I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for a lot of reasons, but do you remember that um, Instagram challenge years ago? It feels like years ago. It was probably only like two or three years ago where it was pick the six fictional characters from TV or movies that describe you best. Do you remember that challenge? Yes. And in my mind, I was very late to the game. And then when I thought of this 
I was, it was far too long after it was the boom happened that I could post this and still feel cool. But I was like, I think I'm every character from Fresh Prince of Bel Air at different points yes. in my life. That's and fair. I like, I, I own that. I own all of it. But my sister always says I'm a lot like Hillary, which I take as a compliment, even if she didn't mean it like one. <laughs> but this is a great show. This is a great show. <laughs> was a sassy comment about your sister. <laughs> oh yeah. And she meant it and I and I own it. But have you seen that awesome clip of Viv, Aunt Viv in the dance studio where she like pulls up with all of the young dancers and just crushes the dance routine? Mhm. Oh. That is like that's what we all want in life is to just go into an area, crush it and then leave and just not have to say anything and just own the moment. <laughs> It's, yeah. Well, the thing about 90s TV shows like that, everything had a lesson. Like, no, it yes. was hilarious and emotional, but you had every episode, and especially when you watch them like back to back, you're like, wow, I'm really learning a lot of things about important teenage uh, nostalgic life lessons. Oh, yeah. That I'm relearning as a 32-year-old. <laughs> as an adult, yeah. And great outfits, too. So, like, all of it paired so together good. just felt... And Tyra Banks was on the show. Queen Latifah was on that show. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about those shows is seeing, like, what stars were on it then and now, like, the mega stars that they've become. Obviously, you know, Will Smith being one of those people, but <laughs> just awesome. It's true. That's a good rewatch. I love it. The other one I'm watching is uh, Self Made on Netflix with Octavia Spencer. Um, Love her. And it's, uh, this is actually a recent release. Um, It's a limited series inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, who is a black woman uh, who made an empire out of her, quote, wonderful hair grower. That was the product she had. Soon expanding her line of beauty products to um, black women across the United States. Um, And obviously, the story is just like so compelling. Um, But she went on to become the first female self-made millionaire. And it was just like the way that it was put together in the story. And like, I always love like a historical representation because it's a limited series. It's like encapsulated in like four or five episodes. Um, the one thing I will mention is that it's not a hundred percent accurate, which is a little weird and kind of annoying. It's like based on or like inspired by story. Um, so I do recommend following up the, your watch with an actual read through of like the history of herself and her company. Um, and like, all the work that she did and the philanthropy and things of that nature because it was it's like my thing i always love the npr uh how i built this podcast and it's like a movie form or like a tv series form of that and uh yes. it was great it was a great watch blasted through I, that one i totally agree it was a really it was easy to watch the whole thing in a very short amount of time and it was i love octavia spencer um the whole cast does an excellent job mm-hmm. and i can't remember the guy that plays her husband cj walker and blair um, underwood blair underwood thank you he is a nice looking man yes. <laughs> 
But I re- I did like this. But you're right. There were some parts of it that I was, like, kind of cocking my head at. Like, did it really happen this way? So I totally agree with you to go back and, like, do a little bit more reading. Because, honestly, what she built and who she was was just so significant and extraordinary and unlike anything anyone had seen before that and she just paved such an aggressive place for black women and creating a you know an empire which yeah. was just super cool um so i agree i like this one a lot love it also so. recommend also recommend what's on your watch list um i have I think this is a shorter watch list than I've usually done, but it's still a little longer. For real? <laughs> Short? This is sh- shorter than what I have done in the past. I was I've like, watching a lot I of have TV. three things. <laughs> and you're like, Where? I, I don't know if I can list out all 17 things. <laughs> I actually took one off right before we started recording because I was like, that one we don't have to talk about. <laughs> But I think that they're, every one of them has their own special place in my heart. Um, my first one is Dear White People, which has recently had a resurgence on Netflix. Um, I appreciate how there's like the trending shows and movies that come up. And right now, Dear White People is one of those shows. It's an older show. It has three seasons. So this can definitely be like a binge watch type of show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it follows a group of students who are part of the Black Student Union at Winchester University, which is... I think, a a fictional place. Um, I don't, I think. But it was... Feels fictional. (laughs) Feels fictional, for sure. It was based on a movie by the same name. It was created by Justin Simeon. um, And he, like we had talked about a few weeks ago, is one of the people, like, I learned about through Keep It. So he um, created the show. He writes on the show. And it's just a really, um, it like hits you with some hard truths while also being a fun watch. And um, the main character is, she runs this um, radio show called Dear White People, and she just like really goes for it. And I appreciate her candidness. Um, and it's, it's, it challenges some things. It, um, it, teaches you some things and I just think it's a really it's a really good watch so highly recommend your white people um you're gonna love this but I just (laughs) finished (laughs) oh I just finished Gossip Girl and I'd never seen it before so this was my first watch of the whole series six seasons crushed it feel like it was a great use of my time (laughs) I'm still surprised that uh that you never watched this when it originally came out. I don't know. So it was in like early 2000s, right? I think when it came out. Because I think it ends in 2009 or 2011. And so it was definitely like my time frame. But for some reason, it just didn't land on my radar. It might have also been the same time as like a Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And I was always I was always watching Gilmore Girls. Um, but I love this. I think if you've already seen it, watch it again. If you've never seen it before, watch it for the first time. Like, there are definitely problematic moments in it, for sure. I think, like, a lot of shows have. Um, but it is, in my mind, it's worth, it's worth the time. It's worth the watch. I got super invested in the characters, uh, like, to an embarrassing degree. (laughs) Um, and apparently that's how you know it's a lasting show oh yeah like where I'm now like 
watching the couples come together and break apart, I was like, what's happening? Like, I was so invested the drama. in everything. I live for it. And they're I high school students. It. And we're, well, because I watched it the first time when I was like the same age as them. And that I was must like, have been wild. this is not how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know what I would, I feel like I would have tried to be Blair if I was watching it while I was in high school. Yeah. I would have really taken on that role very seriously. <laughs> but thankfully, I didn't do that. So <laughs> it was just better for everybody, probably. Um, but I loved it. And uh, apparently there's a reboot coming in 2021. Very Did you exciting. hear about this? Very exciting. Always this love the... a reboot. Will, wait, oh. will it be the same cast? From what I understand, yes. <gasps> so I feel like you couldn't do it without the original cast. Um, well, it's kind of like how, you know, I love Charmed. And yes. they came up, <laughs> they came back with like Charmed today's version but it's like a whole different cast and like different vibe you can't do that yeah the only thing i'm nervous about is that if it's a reboot then will it be like a girl meets world situation where because there was like some raunchy stuff in the original gossip girl so depending on where they air it because i think it was disney that did the new girl meets world and they couldn't like do as much with the show as they wanted to because they couldn't get as like like raunchy with it apparently like they couldn't do the hard truths in the show the way that they wanted which is part of the reason it ended apparently so i'll be really interested to see who holds on to the reboot so we can like how much we're really able to get into we shall see we shall um i stayed up many a late night watching this just because i like would flow into a new episode and i just couldn't turn it off um, and I was watching that on Netflix and also Dear White People is also on Netflix. Um, have you heard of Central Park? On you told Apple me TV? about this. I Did I? <laughs> <laughs> you told me it was good. And needed to watch. I stand by that. Although I don't know if you're as much a musical fan in shows as I am. I don't know if that's your wheelhouse necessarily. I, hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd have to watch it just to like just to try just to see just try to it see. on see what happens I, I would appreciate that just as your friend um, but so this is in its first season it's like happening right now we're only four episodes in and of course I'm loving it it's a musical cartoon so it is and I'm not a cartoon person but I was super excited about this um, mostly because of the cast. So Josh Gad, who was in Frozen, and he's been in like a number of things. He was on Broadway with um, Book of Mormon. He's an excellent singer. He's super funny. He created it. And the star, like all-star lineup is him, Kristen Bell, Titus Burgess, Leslie Odom Jr., Stanley Tucci, oh, David Diggs. Cast. Such a good cast. Catherine Hahn. Um and it's just funny. It's just funny. It's about... So Leslie Odom Jr.'s character, uh, Owen, is he runs the maintenance and, and all of the cleanup and taking care of Central Park is the whole thing. And he and his family live at the park. And so they come up with, like, all these, like, funny songs about nothing. And Josh Gad's character is, like, the lovable 
kind of dumb narrator that you can't like you can't help but really enjoy um and they have their little family and they just get into all these things but the funny thing is stanley tucci's character is actually the this like old woman who lives like across from the park and is like trying to take it down and it's just a really it's a really funny concept that i'm just like how who came like how did they create this um and like but you it's said, like, it's good. for whatever reason, I keep thinking that they're animals, but they're not animals. They're people. They're yeah, real no, people. they're not animals. Okay. <laughs> they're real people. <laughs> they do play people. And it's just like, like you said about summer TV, it's just like a good, easy watch that you can laugh at and get into if you're a fan of cartoons and musicals. <laughs> so I might have to add this to, to my watch list because it sounds like something that would just be fun. I feel like you will laugh out loud at Josh Gad's character because it is he is really funny. It is just really, really funny. Um, So that's what I'm watching. I don't know if you've taken time to watch Normal People yet. Again, I I have. I'm taking in a lot of TV. (laughs) I haven't, but like only because I've heard such like weird responses from people <laughs> who have like visceral reactions to it where it's like you Ooh. either love it or you hate it and I don't know if that's like representative of the actual show experience yeah I, I would it's a I little wanna, raunchy it is like very sexual like I was trying to figure out how to say I said lots of skin in my notes but it's like <laughs> <laughs> But to be honest, it is just, it is highly sexual. Like there is a lot of sex happening in the show, Um, but very tastefully done. So as you know, once I like devour a show, I like taste the most tasteful sex, very respectful sex. (laughs) And (laughs) I really like to read about the shows that I watch. Because I just want to know, like, how they made it and all of these things. And they actually did an interview. Uh, there was an article that was an interview with the intimacy coordinator on this show. Oh, so, wow. An, yeah. So an intimacy coordinator is like a newish position that people hire to make sure that not only is like the... Um, the sex scenes or the intimate scenes like realistic, but it's also so all of the actors are very comfortable with what's happening. So they're in charge of making sure the actors are okay. And also like, how is this going to be viewed by the audience and how are they going to be taking it in? And you can tell there was a lot of like thoughtfulness that went into those scenes. So I appreciated them for a lot of reasons, but they were very well done, but it's a limited series. (laughs) You're looking at me like, (laughs) (laughs) didn't mean to, I'll I'll give it a try. I think it's so it's like a rainy day watch in right. my opinion. And so like it's a limited weekend. series. Yeah, if it's going to be rainy, I would put this on your list. Um it's a limited series. Uh it's based on a book uh by Sally Rooney by the same name, which I didn't know until after I watched it. Oh. I finished it in 2 days. Um two pe- <laughs> Two people that I have not met before, so I didn't know either of the main characters. But I, re- you know what I really ended up enjoying about it? And I won't ruin the ending by saying all of this, but it brought me to a time in my life that I remember really well. And that mm. is high school love and what it feels like to have your first love and like what that is. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I feel like people who can go back to that time, whether it was 
positive or not so positive or however it ended, like you can relate to it, maybe not specifically to their story, the two main character story. But if you had a first love, you can almost relate this to your first love, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. I don't know if it does. But that's like how I felt about it. Yeah, it was definitely like it was it was a lot of things, but I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Awesome. (laughs) It was very good. Um, I won't go deep dive into this because we talked about this on our Mindy Kaling episode, but never have I ever. I will, like, pump this up forever. I still think it's a great watch. Um, it's, you know, a lot of depth packaged as a superficial teenage show. So that's what I'll say. Still stand by it. Um, and my last one is Run on HBO. Have you heard of this? I have. Have you watched this? I have not. I saw the trailer and couldn't decide if it was something that was for me. I appreciate that. And I would say, like, I liked it at the end. Excuse me. So. (laughs) It's terrible up until the last episode. So do you remember when we talked about the politician? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) Listen to what I have to say. So remember when we talked about the politician and I was like it was like kind of weird for most of it but I stayed with it because I felt like I really had to see it through Mm -hmm. that's how I felt about run and the last episode or the last couple episodes are what makes me excited for a potential future season so it was like one that like was a really slow build but also had like a good frustrating ending so i'm like very interested to hear what happens next but it was created by phoebe waller bridge mm-hmm. who we know is excellent and she did fleabag she did killing eve she like is a genius and so that was like kind of my original poll is that i'm like anything she does is uh, amazing so let me see what this is all about um but it also stars Merritt weaver who was one of the leads in Nurse Jackie, who I fell in love with during <gasps> Nurse Jackie. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. I was trying to, because I've seen her in a, a couple things, and I was like, there's, I can't place her. Yeah. I, it was, she was, apparently, like, one of the interviews with her about this show was, like, she was never thought to be a leading character. And... Oh. Phoebe Waller-Bridge was like, no, you are the lead in this show. And it's very interesting to see someone like Merritt Weaver in as a lead in this in the show. Like, the, the story centers around her mm-hmm. and her co-star. And you just don't get to see that. So I think for that reason, I also enjoyed seeing someone totally different in a leading role. Um, and just the concept was very interesting. It took some weird twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is also in it. And is a small part, but, like, big impact, (laughs) as always. Um, So I'd say if you are running out of things to watch and you're intrigued by it, I'd give it a shot. I love it. Is how how I feel about it. So many good options. Hopefully these are things that people are taking into account if they're taking an extended time off in time for the the July holiday season, since uh, we may not be getting full-time vacation vibes going. Mm-hmm. Based on our last recent episode, maybe you have a little home watch staycation, get into the TV zone. And oh, we, yeah. we're delivering our hot summer watch list. Yes. Hope you're into it. We do. 
as always. And we also want to hear what you're watching because I'm sure, well, I take in a lot of TV. I'm sure there's a lot that I'm missing and I want to know about it. We love a Rico. Hit us, hit us up on IG at queen underscore speaking. Please do. Shall we break? Let's break. <laughs> 